You know when you go through one of those really bad breakups? You know, for me, it was a divorce. That was the last breakup that actually counted. And I remember I was having like the worst ugly cry. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, didn't want to do anything. And a lot of the, when I look back and I think about what were the thoughts that were going through my mind when I was having that ugly cry in the bathroom or on, you know, the kitchen floor, et cetera. A lot of times I was thinking to myself, nobody loves me. Why does everybody mistreat me? Da, 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 da. That narrative didn't come from that one situation. That narrative came from multiple people abusing me, disrespecting me, neglecting me. When that pain is re-triggered, it hurts even the more. So for instance, like going through that divorce triggered me. It triggered my feelings of unworthiness. It triggered my feelings of feeling unlovable. But he wasn't the first person that ever made me feel that way. Like, if you think about it, that one person is not giving you all those emotions, all those feelings, and this detrimental, like, feeling that I can't go on. It's because there's been an accumulation of things that have happened over your life. And when you stored those experiences away, you stored them with pain. So when they come back up, when they're triggered, they come back up with pain and with vengeance. And that's why it feels so bad and funny thing is if i think about it when i do something really good i want to be acknowledged for the good that i did i want people to acknowledge the fact that i'm associated with that action because i feel like that action that good deed represents an aspect of my personality and character why don't we do the same thing when it comes to people who mistreat us who abuse us and neglect us and you know have toxic behaviors why is it that we identify our self-worth by their treatment versus seeing that just like I'm responsible for the good deeds that I do, and that speaks values to my character, people who mistreat me, they're responsible for their own behavior, and that speaks values about their character and not about me. Not associating myself with an experience, but being the observer of the experiences and being able to articulate and logically see that this is not a representation of me. This is a representation of that person. Therefore, when I come from that position, I'm operating in my power because I'm operating at a higher level of consciousness and mindset. And I'm saying that this is repurpose. This is redirection. This is realignment. Because I told the universe that I wanted a healthy partner. I told the universe that I wanted healthy friends. I told the universe I wanted to be surrounded by people who love and appreciate me for who I am. So when someone shows me that they are dishonest, that they are abusive, that they are toxic. That's the universe showing me that, hey, this is an alignment with what you asked for. So then I would have to make the choice because technically at the end of the day, I am the you know creator of my fate. I get to choose if I want to allow this person continual access to me or be in alignment with what I said that I want and cut them off because free will is our freedom of choice. So after I've had the evidence, after I've been shown, I then get to choose from a logical and not just emotional position and say, is this person in alignment with my relationship goals, with my relationship standards, with my friendship goals, with my career goals? And if it isn't in alignment, then I would have to make the choice in order to get what I want. I would have to make a choice that serves my desires. I would have to make a choice that's in alignment with, with what I am trying to manifest versus seeing operating in fear and saying well what if i never get this opportunity again what if i never meet another guy what if you know these are the only friends i'm gonna ever have out of billions of people in the world but 
Fear is false evidence appearing real. So fear will always make you think that you're limited. Fear will not expose possibilities that are available to you. Fear will always make you believe that, oh, this is the only relationship you can have. These are the only friends you'll ever meet. This is your the only job that you, or career that you could ever be successful in. When in all actuality, there's billions of people on this planet. So of course you could have more friends. Of course you will meet another partner. You met this partner and before that partner, you've had another one. So this isn't the only relationship you can have. You have this relationship because you're choosing it. You're choosing it. Remember that you're choosing it because we also have a choice not to. How? I just told you how. Replay. It's called free will. I kind of got off subject a little bit with all that, but my whole point was that we need to manage our thoughts because that one experience triggered all those negative thoughts, right? But again, that person did not create all those negative thoughts. Those negative thoughts have been your dialogue for many, many years. Every time you go through a breakup, those are the same feelings that you have because it's a habit now. It's a pattern of thought for you. And so if you have that pattern of thought and you're operating from that pattern of thought, you're eventually going to feel like I'm unlovable. And when you feel unlovable, you're going to do unlovable things like remain in relationships with users, abusers, predators and narcissists. Because you've had that dialogue in the back of your mind telling you that you're unlovable. Why doesn't anybody ever love me? Translation is I'm unworthy. Nobody loves me. So you're going to act from that space because that's the dominant thought pattern that's going through your mind so you're going to feel like i need to hold on to somebody who's hurting you to somebody who's abusing you to somebody who's neglecting you to somebody who's toxic to you your children and your life because that thinking makes you act from a place thoughts create feelings and feelings create actions if you don't believe me if you thought about eating a lemon your mouth would begin to salivate why? Because there's feelings associated with that thought because most of us know what a lemon tastes like. The same thing happens when you think something fearful about a toxic relationship. Well, what if he moves on? What if this happens? What if... So you want him to move on, but fear is making you think that you don't. And that fear is based in those negative thoughts that are always perpetuated whenever you feel insecure, whenever you feel abandonment or a sense of abandonment. You would have to really operate in your higher mind and logic and think, is this serving me? You know, you would have to get underneath why you're attached to someone who's abusing you. You can't love yourself and your abuser. It's impossible. You can't. You can't love yourself and love the person who's abusing you. And I noticed something about myself. I would have the same thoughts every time I went through a breakup, you know, I, and I would yearn and I would hurt so badly and I would really feel hopeless, sometimes helpless at times. But at the end of the day, I'm making that choice. I'm making that choice every time I choose abuse over love, every time I choose toxicity and dysfunction over safe people.